they start. Yep. All right. All right. Starters, welcome to episode three of Loaded. Um, today, joining me, we have Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. There you go. Um, and you've probably heard me say it a bunch of times before, but this was supposed to be episode two. The audio got kind of messed up, so we're re-recording this for episode three, but we're going to try and keep everything pretty much the same. So we are definitely going to be discussing weed etiquette on this episode. Um, Bruce Leroy is kind of an OG, so he's the best person I feel like to discuss this with. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. So um, we just got done smoking, you said what, blue cookies? Blue cookies. Oh, and here at the backwoods, did you need some more? Yes, I Some more. And here's some scissors. All right. So he said we're going to be smoking, you said strawberry, banana, and gelato, right? That's some gelato. I'm breaking down gelato right now. Awesome. And for those of you who aren't familiar with gelato, um, I'm on Leafly again. Um, It's actually saying that it's parents are sunset sherbet and thin mint girl scout cookies and sunset sherbet's that we smoked on the last episode for our 420 special the one that me and christian said got us super lit so gelato if you've had it before you already know it's a great strain if not definitely try it it's very very good um it does come from the cookie family it says that the buds tend to bloom in dark purple so it is one that's a little bit more purple rather than uh, green with its color cookie genetics with a sunset sherbet taste to it there you go just break it down real easy now and then the strawberry banana. Well, is the gelato, is that indica or sativa? It's going to be an indica dominant. Okay. Okay. And the strawberry nana, banana, nana, strawberry banana looks, it says it's a 70 30 indica dominant cannabis so strain. It's going to be a hybrid. Ooh, this one's going to be nice to smoke. It is a nice, tasty, mm-hmm. nice, social. That's you feeling right. Yeah. Anytime that we go through, <laughs> I just feel weird saying the whole thing, Bruce Lee, right? So I'm just going to say Bruce for short. Or should I say Leroy or it Lee or Roy? So many names. Saying. All right. Well, anyway, anytime that we go, th- well, we should probably actually give you an introduction because we really didn't even introduce. I never introduced myself, but we need to introduce you and what you do. So take it away. Hi, I'm uh, Bruce Leroy. Shit, I've been in the game since 85. You know, I just try to adapt to whatever comes out, you know, I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, I'm like a weed connoisseur. And uh, I just do what I can for the patients and myself. I'm going to pace it myself starting there. And then, uh, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I like to be a one-stop shop, you know, open up a, a delivery service. So I have CBD, I have flour, you know, I got tinctures, shit. Uh, we got edibles. Lots of edibles. Shit, we um, the best got edibles. a little bit of everything. Body rub. I oh, just yes. came out with some new buttables. My boy, Wood Gang. Uh, it's waffle moon rock flavor. You feel me? It's 500 milligrams, vegan proof. For all y'all don't want them vegan marshmallows in your dig. And you know, if you don't know what this is, because I've I've only seen this once and I think it was like I thought it was like chocolate. I don't I don't know. I thought so it was something else. Like a cocoa, like everyone Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cocoa nuts. But this is called buttables, you know. It looks just like some weed. Mm-hmm. But it's, like uh, it looks just like weed. Tasty and, it's uh, really it weird. Good. It smells like waffles, yeah, it smells so like syrup. Limited edition, you know, wood gang waffle moon rock flavor. Yeah, and you you eat it like. Shout out to Wood Gang and Butterworth and some of my my family partners I do business with in the uh, market. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could trip some people out eating those. That's just look uh, at someone and just start eating it. Five hundred milligrams <laughs> too. They get you fucked up. Kind of looks like broccoli coated in a keef. I don't know. Can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. <sighs> but everything that we pretty much get through. You is is like a rare strain. We kind of talked about this last time, but anytime that we go through his delivery service, we already know that the products that we're going to get are going to be strains that you don't really have too often, which makes them really nice. Um, it's kind of like treating yourself a little bit because you you get uh, really fruity strains. You you always really do us a solid with those. I, I, I love those. And my dad's really been really been appreciative of uh, all of your products recently. Well, I'm tapped into a lot of growers. I'm a grower myself. And mm-hmm. That leads you up into a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, uh, bigger specs to Burner, you know, he kind of fucked the market up. I wouldn't say fucked the market up, but he changed <laughs> the market by when he created the cookies. Now everybody trying to, you know, cross this with that, trying to create the new brand, a new, mm-hmm. new cookie movement type shit. But, yeah, so on the, on the side note of that, I do a lot of growers, and, you know, they come up with their shit, and I get firsthand picks on, on certain batches like that. And, uh, 
you know, so so that way I like to introduce certain flavors. And I'm not all about that, uh, I call it Instagram weed, you know, all that shit, niggas be taking pictures, all that 28, 32 a pound shit, I don't be fucking with that shit, you know. The, with that shit, there's no way I can take care of my patients, you feel mm-hmm. me, charging them 60 an eighth and shit like that. So, yeah, ridiculous. You know, I go for the hybrids, I go shit for people growing, I grow shit myself, so that way I can take care of my patients. Yeah, we were in uh, need of weed maybe like a week or two ago and uh it was really really early in the morning and so there was like only like uh, like maybe one delivery service in our area that was open 24 7 we bought an eighth and we paid 80 dollars for it we promised ourselves we made a promise a long time ago that we wouldn't spend over a certain amount on an eighth because it's just not worth it 80 dollars it was crazy it was supposed to be like what was it? 60 for the actual bud and then 20 for like part of the tax or I don't know. And, and she went and met the dude so that she didn't have to get charged a delivery fee. No. So she went there and still paid 80 for eighth. Yeah. Yeah. The way your face looks. Yeah. That's how I was. It wasn't even that good either. Like it really wasn't. Charging somebody 80 and they let alone, even if I hated your ass. Right. Hey, if I hate your ass, I'm gonna get at least fifty out you. <laughs> but see, we made that promise that we wouldn't spend over fifty, and that was being real generous because typically I wouldn't want to spend over forty-five. Yeah, it's like a five-dollar difference, but I just feel like that extra five. You're you're just ripping me off at that point. You don't need that extra five. Whatever that is, I don't know. I'm saying speak on them, but to be like that, I mean, for burner, I lightweight understand because of the taxes he's paying. Mm-hmm. So you know they're getting raked on taxes. They like I gotta, you know, it's all a profit into this, but. For you to be, you know, one of us delivery service charging somebody eighty. Shame on you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bruce Lee, they told you they holla at me. Right. You kill yourself, you know, because I know he didn't give you a receipt. So no, 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 no. Yeah, and it was kind of, it was kind of sketchy because. Uh, he was like, you know, if I'm in your area, then I can go. But if you can meet me, then, you know, you don't have to pay the delivery fee. But he was like, I might be in the south side. I might be over on west side. And it's like, so we're going to have to drive 30 minutes to you. And we did it. Like, we <laughs> it was, we were desperate. We needed it in that moment. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't charge next delivery fee. I have a minimum, though. So I say you you in Sac or you in the Bay. Don't, mm-hmm. don't call me for no damn age. You feel me? Exactly. So, uh, I would say I have a minimum. But to tell you I have a delivery fee. Like I said, kill yourself. Because mm-hmm. half the time, you feel me, when you take care of patients, I, I guarantee you exactly. 80% of the time, 85% of the time, they're going to tip you. you feel we me? always tip. So you're going to end up getting always. that 80 regardless. You exactly. So, me, I just, you know, I'm not greedy. I keep a player. You feel me? It's going to yeah. come back in the long run. Yeah. But I also feel like, I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I feel like <clears throat> ever since the first time that you and I tried to record this, like you kind of made it more clear that you're more so into this for like the patients and to try and heal people and give them an alternative to. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that just to get publicity. Like, right. It's real shit. Like you can come meet me. You can sit down, smoke with me. Like I said from the beginning, I'm a patient myself. Like I used to be in the clubs. You know, I, I got my cannabis car since 2004. You feel me? Like I've been doing this shit. And uh, yeah, it was fun going in there doing all the shit. But as a patient, you know, I do this for, for health reasons, you know, for anxiety or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, or PTSD or, you know, whatever your, your, your symptoms may be. And, uh, it costs, you feel me? So if you, if I smoke every day, you feel me? I could be paying eight dollars an for every day when I smoke folding things, you feel me? Like that's, that's Rick bill. You feel me? So you gotta be economically feasible. You feel me? Recipes drink, you feel me to make it happen. And that's exactly what I do. And like I said, I'm in for the longevity. So, I take care of my people. They're going to come back. Absolutely. I actually wanted to talk to you about something. So one of my friends that I went to high school with, um, I just found out recently because she came out like with this vlog and she was talking about her journey. And so I watched it to see what was going on. And she was recently diagnosed with a brain tumor. Like her and her boyfriend got into a car accident and she was stuck in the car. And so they got her out and they did like, you know, scans on her and like CTs, MRIs, all that just to make sure she was okay. And they found the brain tumor. So she, um, they wanted to do like immediate surgery and she's really afraid that with where it's placed that she might lose some of like her, I guess you could say quality of life kind of like she may not remember certain things. She may not be able to retain the same type of information. So she's at, she asked them to wait two months so she could finish getting her degree and graduate and then do the surgery afterwards. So at least she could say at the end of the day that she, she finished it, she got it, she completed it and still try and see if she can pursue her career with that. 
Um, but she, she reached out to me. I was really happy she did. And I was kind of surprised, but she was asking me if there were any strains that I knew of specifically that might help her. And so I asked her kind of what was associated with brain tumors because she said that she was in a lot of pain, but I, you know, I don't really know anyone that has that to kind of know what it's like. And she just said that, um, she has really bad migraines, really bad headaches. Sometimes it gets to the point where like she can't eat. She feels like she can't sleep. Like the light hurts her. And then she did talk about seizures a little bit. Um, she says that she only has a few every now and then, but the doctors are afraid it's going to get worse the longer that the the tumor stays in there because it's growing, it's pressing up against certain parts of her brain. Um, and so I, I did talk to her a little bit about CBD because, you know, if you're familiar with CBD, you know that it's been proven to do wonders for seizures. Like children have moved with their families from different states to go to other states where it's allowed so that they can receive that type of treatment because there's no other medication that's out there that's helping patients the way that CBD oil does. But when it comes down to strains of bud, um, I told her one one that I know helps me specifically for uh, headaches. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's called heroina. And uh, I don't really need that much of it. I just need like a bowl. I don't even put enough for a blunt because I feel like it's really strong. So I try and save it and keep it for when I do have headaches. But anything that you could recommend, she listens to this. So I'm sure she'll be listening and so appreciate it. There are CBD strains mm-hmm. in the Harlots, uh, what did you say, what is it called? Heroina. The Heroina is a known um, CBD strain. Mm-hmm. The Charlotte Webb is another CBD strain that I'm also known. But those strains are really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Really hard to come by. But if you're specifically one to smoke CBD, I would mm-hmm. recommend those two. And honestly, those are the only two that I know of. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend like doing CBD pills and, I was gonna ask and tinctures that. and stuff like that because that's direct to the system. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's known for helping autism and seizures and anxiety and PTSD. Everyone is different. So everybody's body reacts different. So everyone does have a different reaction, but I would start there. But if she's team flower like I am, then I would recommend those two strains. Well, she's actually a newer smoker. So she says that her boyfriend smokes and because he he deals with like insomnia and uh, depression. And so, you know, he's told her the benefits that he's been able, able to experience smoking firsthand. So I didn't know she wanted to actually get high. So I asked her and she said she tried it, the you know, a few weeks ago, maybe. And she didn't mind the feeling. She liked it. She said it actually helped calm her down a lot. And with her anxiety that she's gotten recently since being diagnosed, you know. So with that, that's that, that's like. It's cool to smoke, but that's more of like if you're at home. So what if you have an episode when you're at work? Right. So that's when I would recommend also the vape pens. Uh, CBD, 16 to 1, 18 to 1 ratio vape. That's all CBD. Mm-hmm. That don't leave the smell, you know. That yeah. don't get you high. Straight CBD. Or I have the CBD mix that will get you high and cure you. So like I said, everyone's different. You need to know if they want to get high, if they don't, what other medications they're taking and shit like that. So, so they actually won't prescribe her any pain medication. And that's my whole thing why I recommend CBD and mm-hmm. body rubs because nowadays medications are to sedate you, they're not to cure you. And Absolutely. I like to fuck with all natural products that help cure shit instead of sedating you. Right. So that's why I recommend. I have my aunties on my body rub, my uncles, my, my dad, you know, OG, he's my test dummy. You feel me? He's a big weed smoker. He's smoking longer than Snoop. So I'll be having this thing on, on everything, on my body rubs, on my tinctures and on my honey sticks and mm-hmm. it bites me in the ass. And now he bites me. He, he called me every day for the shit. You feel me? He told me I'm going to start paying for this shit now. Right. But it's working. You feel me? I mm-hmm. have Christian family members that's on the shit. You know, my auntie, she's Christian gospel singer, you know, and uh, she's one of my biggest advertisers. You feel me? She gets she get all the auntie. Every time I go to a family meeting now, they want right. CBD pens, you know, body rub. Don't you that real auntie you're talking about? <laughs> you know and so it works for Shelly. Right. And if you're listening to this, chances are you smoke. But if you know anybody in your family or friends that, you know, have some type of medical issue, it can be uh, like a physical, you know, issue. It could be more mental. It could be anything like that. It, it's definitely worth looking into. I, I think that there's such a stigma when it comes to, to weed and, and marijuana that people kind of rid it off as just a drug. But it's like you're taking drugs anyway when you get things that are prescribed by doctors. Like that's why they have to be prescribed by somebody. It's it's not really something you should probably have access to. It's There's benefits, but there's really negative side effects. And with weed, what the most negative side effect is dry mouth. Like you get the munchies, you get sleepy and tired and you want to pass out. But I mean, I I don't know. I just think it's really worth looking into. It can really help you in ways that you probably never thought that it could. So definitely, definitely don't knock it before you try it. Yes, that's a big one. And like my grandma and my auntie, it's it's not like dope, right? It's not going to get you high. It's CBD, you feel me? Yes. 
I gotta reiterate that. People have a really hard time wrapping their mind around that, but I also think it's kind of the older generation because that wasn't a thing back when they were smoking. I said grandma thought it was dope. I said grandma not dope. Nowadays, I mean, it's a dope. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> not in, not that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, like, that's when I came to my dad and I, we were trying to tell him about CBD, he just couldn't wrap his mind around it. And he was just really afraid because his doctors told him that if he was going to continue to smoke, that they were not going to prescribe him any type of pain medication. And he don't need to pay medication. But why are they doing that? It's because that's the money out of their pocket. So you can right. And and when it comes down to that, like, I know that if he really tried, he could get off his pain medication. But he got into his car accident. 25 years ago and he's they've had him on oxycot and laura tab very very high Sedation. yes Sedation for years that. though he's still on it 25 years later so and he he tries he's always over the years once i found out he smoked he was very open about things with me instead of you know taking pills he would try and trade them sometimes to get weed is that right maybe not but i mean he already knew that that stuff was not really going to help him. It helps for a, a minimal amount of time. There's a lot of side effects that come with it. I mean, a lot of people, even in our family, used to look at him as like someone with a drug problem because he had so many, you know, just pain pain pills all the time. And he would have them in, you know, his little his little thing that he would always take with him, his little jar. And, you know, he would have like the ones for the week, Sunday through Monday. And when I took him to the hospital, he had like a surgery a few months ago. They were going through all of his medication and it was it was irritating, but then it also made me kind of sad because I'm like, y you're not really educating yourself enough, I feel like, to know that you don't need to be on half of this shit. He was taking one thing for his blood pressure, then something else to counteract a side effect from the blood pressure medication. Right. And it's like, if you weren't taking the first medicine to begin with, you wouldn't need that second so medication. Pills to take care of other pills to go after other pills. And it's all bullshit. Right. And my dad doesn't have money for that, as is, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating. So I always say look into your options. Like part of me making a switch to being vegan or vegetarian because <coughs> I can't kick cheese. Um, it was really about like the health parts of it. I mean, you know, just certain things you can look into. You can do things for yourself. You don't have to depend on. on <coughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. <coughs> you don't have to depend on medicine from doctors unless you have asthma. <coughs> you need your inhaler. <coughs> That's it. Young dog. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of young dog we have talked about. I've seen people come to the session with an inhaler. Yes. <laughs> I have one in my purse. Oh, that was strong. Burn my throat a little bit. <laughs> but it tastes good. I like that. All right. Let me look in here. Let me get my notes really quick. Mm -mm -mm. All right. <laughs> Do you want to go into the smoking etiquette right now? Sure. All right. So, so the first one that I had down, which is the first time, the first one last time as well, I put down puff, puff, pass, bitches. For sure. Don't be over there smoking on my weed for how long. Nigga, hit that shit, get some pressure in your lungs and pass it. Right. Other niggas trying to get high. But how many puffs is puff? I mean, how many <laughs> puffs, puffs is puffs? <laughs> I gotta clarify. Nigga, two puffs. You okay, can be there you past go. that motherfucker. You be two, three, four, five, six. No, see, that's why we want to talk about this because that's not okay. I'm smoking to myself. Yeah, I'm, pu I'm puffing as much as I want. But yeah, you know, that's the whole common courtesy of a session. You feel me? Puff, yeah. puff, pass. Can I enjoy? Do you feel me? Right. And we kind of talked about this last time too, but like if. If you're not bringing anything to the session and if someone is smoking you out, especially like don't do that. It's not your weed to do that with. I feel like if someone's rolling the blunt and 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 I don't have anything to contribute and we already know that they're smoking me out, I'm not going to hit the blunt more than twice and pass it. But if they want to hit the blunt more than that, I feel like they have every right to because it's their weed. It was more than likely their backwood. You know what I mean? Like they are supplying it so they can kind of do it if they want to. But as a guest, like I'm not going to do that. You yeah, know, don't be no bum ass smoker, man. Like. Come prepared. Don't talk about you coming when you want to smoke, you want to have a session, then they'll show with shit. At least show with a wood or something, you feel me? Right. Offer to roll, offer to break it down, cut it up, do something, wash the blunt, do whatever. Like, but she don't just said do that. nothing. I think nowadays, too, that's big is washing the wood. <laughs> yeah. I did that one time just randomly because I seen some shit on my wood. And after I washed it, I seen how much shit came off. I'm at the house and I'm next to a sink and some paper towels. Wash your woods. That shit, boy, that shit in your lungs, too. You'd be amazed. Yeah, and that way smoke a little better, too. Yeah, I know it does. It's a lot easier to hit. We've heard of people boiling them, too. I haven't looked into that. I know that shit out of pocket. I'm just saying. Yeah. Put the water on that motherfucker. 
Devin, watch that shit. Watch the dirt come off. Yeah. So you're going to see that shit and you're going to like, oh, damn, I was fucking that. Well, I feel like sometimes it can help you roll it anyway, too, because if you get a pack that's a little bit drier, you put it under there, it, it's easier. Well, Shirley, but make sure you got bars, too, because it do oh, absolutely. go hard, but it just tastes a little better, too, though. If you don't have bars, I don't feel like you should be the designated blunt roller. Off top. Be honest with yourself, too. Okay. If you got bars, they get fuck the wood up. Practice. Practice makes perfect. I came a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the other thing, too. Like, I just personally feel like if you're not the best at rolling, that's okay. You can bring stuff to the session. Someone else can roll up for you. Like, let's do that because if, if you can't roll and halfway through the blunt, it's going to fall apart. Like, what are we really doing here? I'm just going to get so irritated because. You roll that tight ass wood that you can't hit it. Right. Because it's just so tight. I feel like that's been happening a lot recently. And then it sticks. Like with mine, it's, you know, like you hit it. And so there's like moisture going through there. So it sticks. <laughs> and then you can't, like, yeah. you have to open it all the way and like try and redo it while it's lit. And then you already know there's going to, it's just not going to work. Another one would be don't slob on the blunt. for me. Ask that shit. Don't be giving the blunt a blow job. That's a piece of Jay, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, it's gross. <coughs> it's just gross. My friend used to have a rule and she used to say, I don't smoke with anyone I can't see myself kissing. And I'm like, no, that's weird. I don't want to think about that. But at the same time, it's like, all right, if I'm not going to share my drink with you, I probably might not hit the blunt the same way that I would hit it. I'm still going to smoke, but I'm going to do what I need to do so I don't have your saliva all up in my mouth. Because, I ain't going to lie. I passed the yeah. session down one time like that. I mean, for health reasons, go ahead. That's not a bad thing. Right. That's absolutely acceptable. But I'll stick hit it. You know, I'll make sure that I put, like, I'll hold it in one hand and put an extra finger it's from simple. the other hand on there it's and simple. just, you know, cover it so my mouth doesn't have to touch it. Especially if you're in, like, a big group of people and that's, you know, the session that you're having. Like, that's gross. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then just imagine if everybody like lips Session it. Just turn into an uh, like, yeah. Uh, like, I don't want that. It's not what I signed up for. And like, like I know, I'm sure that you guys all know someone because I feel like everyone has that one person that does lip the blunt. And it's like sometimes I don't even want to smoke with them, and I feel bad. But it's like I kind of just want to go over here and smoke by myself, so I don't have to worry about that. That's that's never good. Never, never. <laughs> I put this one down and we kind of this. I feel like this kind of went with the first one. But I feel like this is a big one because this has actually happened to me a few times. Don't ever think it's OK to not bring weed to a session and tell somebody that they need to hurry up and roll the fucking blunt. If you didn't bring anything, like we said, like, don't tell anybody what they need to do, what they should be doing. If they can hurry up. No, you didn't bring anything. You didn't contribute. Shut the fuck up. That's just, just shut up. It's all comes down to Come to the session prepared. Yes. Right. Well, <clears throat> like I get sometimes you just need to smoke, you know, and like if you hit somebody up, you didn't have anything and they agreed to smoke you out. Maybe you're just like, yeah, hurry up. Like I need it now. But it's like, come down and come down. It's still not yours. Like <laughs> you got to remember that at the end of the day. Thank you. Like don't bite the hand that feeds you, you know. Okay. So the next one I had on here was be gentle and don't pinch it. Because for sure, I hate smoking with the old Ricky ass niggas, man. I got them fucking grandpa fingers. Like the blunt was fine when I rolled it and passed it. You feel me? And I get that shit back. It's all smatted down like a cardboard box. Right, weed falling out, slob on it. It's, it's oh like, man, that's your irritant. I want to suck you in the face. Right. Is <laughs> 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 that serious though? Like, bro, like, you got to smoke, be gentle with that thing, man. Right. Finesse, you feel me? Like, treat like a female. Finesse the thing, you feel me? Right. Get all rough with it. I mean, not all the time. It's not about the time, man. No. No, because I feel like I can hold it and not, like, make an impression. But, I, like, even my dad today, we were smoking with him, and he grabbed it for me, and he grabbed my finger instead. And I was like, are you really grabbing the blunt that hard, Dad? This is why we can't smoke out of it once it gets to a certain, like, uh, uh, height or whatever. Like, once it gets, you know, it's when we smoke it down a little bit, you can't hit it anymore because you've pinched the fuck out of it, and you pinched where the air was coming through, and then it's just and dead. fingers all red and shit, putting pressure. Like, Come on, bro, just, just finesse that thing. Yeah, it's really not that hard. Especially like <clears throat> backwards now because they raised the price a little bit. A lot of bit. A lot of bit. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't want to sound like a broke bitch, even though I kind of am. Um, anyway, so um, 
I'm all for utilizing any type of wood that I can. I'd like to say I'm a little bit, I feel like of a junior master of like reviving backwoods, even if they're fucking split, if there's a big ass vein or three veins in it, like I feel really confident in my ability to roll it up still, but I'm going to have to use pieces of the wood that I cut off to bandage it. And if I know that you're not going to be gentle with the blunt, I'm just going to have to save that one for later or throw it out because you're not going to, you're not going to know what the fuck to do with it. All that shit's going to be off. You're going to be touching it right where I sealed it. You're going to be pulling the band-aids off and it's just smoke's going to be everywhere. The whole thing is going to fall apart and I'm just going to be pissed off. So I just can't fuck with you. <laughs> I just can't fuck with you. At the end of the day. Just can't do it. The big now. one that we forgot last time is asking the blunt <clears throat> before you pass it, man. Especially when a nigga driving, man. Don't be passing me the blunt, hella ass on anyone fucking driving. You want everybody to die? Is that what you want? Shit. Don't even pass the blunt period without asking that shit. Just That's ask the blunt. I mean, puff, puff, pass, ash. Bad. It's just nice and considerate. <laughs> there you go. We gotta say it again because I missed part of it. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass, ass, pass. Oh no. There you go. Well, that was basically it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is. Like you said, especially in the car, because you already have to grab it really awkwardly because of where you're sitting, especially if it's coming from the back. You know, like it's That's another thing, man. Learn how to handle baton, my nigga. Don't be trying to hand me the bun all backwards, upside down, cherry burning me and shit. Right. <laughs> I have to break your arm to, to grab shit, it. You know like, you know, smoke, nigga. It's just funny because I know exactly what you like, mean. When I'm smoking, which I shouldn't be getting irritated when I sock you in the face. You feel me? Right. Etiquette to this shit. But it's really not that hard. Yeah, I got anger problems. So what? Like, <laughs> That's why you smoke. <laughs> I told you I was a patient. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I will take the doobie yeah, every time. There are two types of people in this world, me and, and, and Bruce Leroy. <laughs> oh, you're one of my people? Hey, I used to be there. Right. Y'all stop smoking at half the blunt. You still got a quarter of it left. I'm like, what are you doing? I'd be so you hurt. Thumbtack, you leave ball bats out, you know what I'm saying? So when you come around, you see that nigga smoking, you know what I'm saying? Like, what well, that nigga smoking? Let me fire it up. Like, niggas just fire my dude. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and fire it up. See, you know, you're smoking. <laughs> but then what do you do with them? Oh, mama. I mean, sometimes they do. I, I used to do the generation, but me, why I do a generation? I'm, I'm gonna smoke and get roll up. That's true. Well, like I just spoke about, spoke another right now. <laughs> so if you gotta like Bruce Leroy, do it like that. If you're a broke yeah, bitch yeah, like Madison, you, just, you, you problems, smoke you your doobies smoke. all the way down until there is nothing left, and you are burning your finger. Honestly, that started. I'm gonna keep going on it. I started putting them out big like that for when a nigga ran out of weed. You feel me? Yeah, I had something to fall back on. Absolutely. But then a nigga ran out of weed, and I promised myself, nigga ain't gonna run out of weed no more. <laughs> hard hours, you feel me? But I got weed. Rearrange your priorities. I was called cases. <laughs> so, like, hey, for the safety of everybody, <laughs> not run out of weed. <laughs> so that's when I started it. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, okay, great. Oh, so what? Okay, well, one of the things I put on here, I don't think that social smokers are bad, but like, don't be that person that holds the blunt for five minutes, relights it twice, lets it goes out, doesn't even hit it, and just is telling a story that nobody you know gives a fuck about. That's what it always is. It's always that person. <laughs> it's always them. That's, that's why you should just not invite them anymore. That's my dad. He's like, I'm just trying to smoke with you. Yeah, I'm trying to smoke with you, motherfucker. <laughs> right? Can you hit you it first? Thank you. Jeez. And always be some story and they don't know what's going on. So they're going back and forth a bunch of times. Or it's just irrelevant shit that doesn't matter. Like, was it Wednesday? Uh, yeah. No, it had to have been Tuesday. No, it was Thursday because at that point I had gone to. No, I don't care what day it was. Just tell me what happened. And yeah, pass like, it on. You feel me? No. 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 Nope. You lost me as soon as I passed I you the blunt. You, did, nigga. you don't want to hit this shit no more. You just talk with the smoke yourself. <laughs> That's what I call disrespectful. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's okay, like, you know. It it's not okay. No, I, not that. I just mean, like, how we're doing it. You're talking, you're hitting it, you're ashing it, then you're passing it. It's okay. You make, like, a little rap about it. It's okay to tell me you pass the blood. 
Is it? Because I always feel really bad. Can I smoke with you? Especially if you too. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends who it is. Like, if it. Like, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying it to James. I mean, if it's your weed, you got that authority. There's levels to it. All right. I can feel that. <clears throat> Did you have any more? Because that was kind of the ones that I had on the list. We kind of encompassed, like, a bunch into the I mean, first one. little minor shit, too. <coughs> you know, know your products, you feel me? Don't come over here talking about you got some gas. You smoking on some KK. Nigga, and you bring over here some Bay Bay. You know what I'm saying, though? I'm just talking about we we smoking on some silver haze, nigga, and you bring over some gorilla glue. You know, bring over some gorilla glue talking about a sativa. You know what I'm saying? Know your shit. Because I'm a problem. I'm going to call you out. ASAP. Rocky. Right. And if you're buying, like, if you're buying from anybody, they should know what it is. It's not like you can't figure it out. You ask them. You look it up. Like, whenever I tell you guys what these strains are about, I'm on Leafly. I literally just type in the name of the strain and put strain at the end of it, and it comes up. It's the first result every time on Google. Leafly is cool. He, he's a credited source for Shelby. He mostly 90% on point. I heard him say some goofy shit, but most of the time he owns me on point. Oh, it's like a person? I mean, it's somebody, cool. somebody writing this shit down. Mm-hmm. Trolled. But uh, um yeah, I would take their their opinion over a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had people like try and sell me shit and I'll know who they got it from, like who their like supplier was, and it's just like some little kid shit in the town that I'm from. And um they'll tell the person to tell me that it's cookies and it's not. And they're like, I did, you know what I mean? Like they're trying to buy some bunk ass shit for a low price, resell it high to make a profit and turn it around. But they're not, I know what it is. If you're a smoker, you know, you know the difference in the quality. If I've had cookies before and someone gives me something and it's black, you know, or it's like a weird ass color, it's falling apart. Like I just, I know the consistency of it. It's not cookies. Like you're not going to fool me. You're going to get laughed at. You're not going to get a fucking deal. And I'm, I'm going to tell everybody not to fuck with you anymore. Like don't do that yeah, shit. That's, that's what the market's come to. Like Bernard, he created the cookie so everybody's trying to. <laughs> Have cookies, you know, want to be no damn cookies. Oh, yeah, this is cookies because they trying to sell it. So, so that's why I'm really gonna know your product. People will try to get over on you, absolutely. You don't want that, no, you don't want that. So, going back into your business kind of a little bit more, um, can you kind of explain like some of the taxes that just kind of went into effect recently? Well, I know taxes vary per county, so. There's a there's a huge amount of taxes that's getting taken out per county, and uh, for you to go legit, you're gonna need an establishment. You know they're gonna need to track your butt from the growth, from the sale per gram, and they're gonna tax that because uh, to me the government the biggest mob out there. You feel me? If they if if you sell a nickel bag, they want their money. You feel me? So yeah, that's what that's all about. It's about regulation, about them following you from growing to selling to harvesting. And they want to be in your pocket all the way. So that's what that's about, you know. And, and Burners Club, like, you can pay, what, 450 for an ounce, but it comes out to be 600 total because of the taxes. That's fucking stupid. Sorry. I just, I hate the way that, like, things have, like, progressed. Like, I honestly, like, I never wanted weed to be legalized. Yeah. I didn't think that they were going <clears> to... <throat> I didn't look at it in that perspective, I guess, like they're going to try and take control of it. I just knew it was going to cost more. Anything, once they legalize it, once a bigger company, a corporation like America and the government gets a hold of something, they're going to do what they can to make sure they can get the biggest profit out of it. You know what I mean? And even when things kind of started coming about with like like dispensaries and certain things like that, there was a lot more that was involved with like the financial part of it that you didn't see typically when you were just buying off of somebody on the street. I mean, it's, you know, it, it was a lot different. And it's just kind of crazy now with the taxes. It's like, you know, I'm always going to smoke. Like, I don't think I'm never going to not smoke. But it's just I have to budget a lot more for it now. You know, it's kind of crazy. Government going to cost a black market. And uh, they just want their chicken. They want, they want, like, they used to deem people like me and Bruce Leroy, you know, drug dealers. Now, all of a sudden, it's legalized. They want to get their issue. And what, what, what are they called? Entrepreneurs. Or they're called growers. They do the same shit. We've been getting charges and getting thrown in jail for. And let's fucking talk about that real quick. Since shit's been legalized, how many people are still incarcerated for crimes that were not even fucking big to begin with, that were just locked up on some petty ass shit that are still fucking locked up and half their cases aren't even getting reviewed. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that some of them are not being reviewed because some of them are. From what I've heard, they're going to try and release 
a certain amount of inmates from certain counties, I'm sure. But there's a lot of people who have been in there for years, 15, 20 years on some charges that had to do with carrying a certain amount in your car or having it on you, like before it was quote unquote legal. Like, come on now. So, you know, all the Bruce Roy, uh, Leroy's record is marijuana charges and from these punk ass white cops, you know, but all of a sudden, you know, CHP want to be able to do CBD and sticks because of the stress they direct underneath their job. You feel me? Word. But ain't that the same shit you trying to take me to jail for? Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, uh, like, it's all a fucking game, really. It's all a game. But uh, they just trying to monopolize it. They're trying to take it over. Yeah. They're trying to take it over and, and come to a point where they're going to put who they want in, in places to grow <coughs> weed. You know, it's going to be all white America growing weed. And, you know, even like Seattle, they're dropping all weed-related arrests and convictions from the past 30 years. Yeah. You know, that sounds good and shit. You know, officials announced that Friday. But you know how long that's going to take to vacate all them convictions and drop charges for marijuana right. and all their arrests in the past few decades? Like Because at the same time, they're losing money off of that. So they're not going to – they're going to drag their feet when it comes to it. It's not something they're just going to willingly want to do. Like, get out or – if that was the case, they would have let me become a correctional officer. But they told me uh, I had too much police contact. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, I was a perfect candidate, but uh, I was black and I had too much police contact, even though I was clean for over eight years. College graduate with three degrees. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it wasn't that fault. No, it never is. So fuck the man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fuck the man. Because I was doing this shit when it's illegal. It makes you think I'm going to stop when it's legal, motherfucker. Right. Especially now. I don't know. I just feel like now they try and find different avenues. Like, you want to kind of speak on what happened with your uh, your license? Oh, man, like, this all shit is jaded. Like, long story short, uh, I got pulled over because I was driving a newer SUV, but they said I fit the description. Fit the fucking I description. Fit the description. Got pulled over. They yanked me out the car. Uh, got to tell me how I was, uh, first they said, uh, tent, my windows were tinted, so they ran my shit. Then they came back talking about they smelled weed in the car. I'm like, well, check this out. I ain't even smoking this car. You lying? Put me out. Put me in handcuffs. I had my bag and my uh, I had my cookie bag. You know, shout out burner smell proof. That's how nothing didn't smell no shit. I had the smell proof thing. You feel me? And uh, I had like eight eights. And I had like a zip bagged up in there. Uh, I had I had some cards, some stickers, and uh, they didn't take shit. You feel me? They didn't take shit. But they got to tell me how I'm out of compliance and all this other bullshit. And then one other, like, three other cops showed up. One dude was like, did you notify the DMV? You know, I got smart with his ass. Like, yeah, I'm going to get on that. He got to doing something in the computer. I'm not really realizing what happened. So they let me go off on a tent ticket, on a fix-it ticket. You right. feel me? Windows too dark. So, like, <laughs> a few months later, I tried to go take it up to the court to get it fixed. Court clerk tell me the cop didn't even take care of the ticket. Like, I couldn't even pay for the ticket because he didn't even do his his behalf first. So she like come back in a few weeks. I'm like, bitch, I ain't coming back. Long story short, I had found out my license was suspended. Mm-mm. So I'm calling the DMV like, hold on, how my license suspended? She like, uh, I don't know. Call this safety number. So I call some safety number. They told me my shit has been suspended since October for a disability service. I'm like, what the, the fuck, fuck is does a that disability even service? Yeah. Like they couldn't even explain to me. Then they said I had to go get a health examination. <clears throat> to pretty much deem I'm safe to drive. You feel me? They said the only case they've heard of that doing is for a 95-year-old lady that was swerving on the road. So I went to my health physician, got approved. I'm 32 years old, motherfucker. You feel me? And uh, So now they got up to six weeks to examine my case. You feel me? So whatever that cop did, you feel me? He, he obviously was using his privilege and, and got my shit taken away without me knowing you feel me? Pretty much without me knowing, and they didn't explain shit to me. And they said something like for having a cannabis car. So if I was deemed unsafe to drive, why the fuck the cop let me go away in the first place? You right, right. So, it's all some bullshit. The cops gonna do what they want, and they were all doing that because they thought I was a delivery driver, <sighs> which I am. But you know, for me, fuck them. Right, and like. Everyone's going to have their own own opinions about it, and that's fine. I mean, you can look at my Instagram, and you'll see how I feel when it comes to the police, when it comes down to shit like that. But this stuff happens all too often, and it's real. Like, you can't tell me that the person that's sitting in front of me that's giving their testimony to their interaction with the police when it comes down to this. All I can tell you is real. He was like, in the county I was in, he was like, hey, it's bad for you out here, bruh. So I kept talking to me. It's bad for you out here, bruh. Don't drive through here. 
Keep that shit out with Leo. Keep that shit inside. They're not discreet about it. Like, that's what yeah, y'all don't get. Here, the, the cops don't give a fuck. Like, they don't even try to hide this shit. Like, they really don't. So it's whatever. Like, I, I don't want to be too political in here because I could go on a rant. I go on a motherfucking rant right now. I feel like I have to, you know, be real quiet about this on a day to day basis, you know, given certain people that are around me. And it's just. I don't think you should be quiet, though, because they need <laughs> it's awareness. They need to be known. You feel me? Like, yeah. White people say, oh, I don't see this shit. That's why we call it white privilege. You don't have to go through this shit. Absolutely. Like, I'd be in a car with my partner, white partner, and I'd be like, who are they going to pop He'd be like, and? So? Right. You feel me? I'd be like, hey, nigga, we need to know where they are all times, my nigga. Right. I'm more in my rearview mirror than I am driving forward, you feel me? This nigga speed up. I'm like, see? And there's a big, I feel like there's a huge misconception on what privilege even means, to be honest with you. Like, as a white person, I can tell you initially, when people started like saying that, I was like, I'm not privileged. Like we came from nothing. We don't have money. The fuck? Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, it has nothing to do with your financial stance. It has nothing to do with that. It's what you get solely because of the color of your skin that somebody else doesn't get because of the color of their skin. And it, it doesn't just apply to white people versus black people. It could be Hispanic people. It could be Asian people. It could be on the opposing side. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the minority group. It, it's very real, it, you know. Educate yourself. It's it's just it's there. It's you need to be aware. Um, these things happen. So it's no different if you're a business owner. It's no different anything. I actually read. I was it was I was funny, but then I was like, this is crazy. I read this thing on Instagram today, and it was this cop, and he basically had gone to Twitter, and he said that he said I'm a black cop. I was on the side of like some building with my flashlight looking for bullet casings from you saw it. Yeah. From a, from like a incident that had happened. Uh, I heard on my radio that someone had called the nine one one reporting someone or some black person dressed in a cop uniform using their flashlight to look into people's houses because they were trying to rob them. And it was him and he was a legitimate cop. And they were basically saying that they think that a lot of cops are complaining that white people are calling 911 too much because they're so afraid of black people just in general, even if they're not doing anything to them, that they're getting all of these false reports of things actually happening. But then that's when shit happens, like out here with Stefan Clark and your life gets fucking taken because you were at the wrong place at the wrong, well, not even at the wrong place at the wrong time. Let's be real. He was at his fucking grandparents' house in the back fucking yard. Someone had called the cops. That person even admitted later on, sorry, like, I know, I'm sorry. We can't, we, we started it. We can't close it now. But I mean, it's just, you get, you just, just, ugh, just, I don't even know what to say. I just can't. I'm just upset. See, being a person of color and seeing her rant like that, it feels good because now somebody gets it. I mean, I get it as much as I can. I can never I get it fully, like, you know. She is getting a glimpse of what the fuck we go through every day. Well, because to me, it's just like right is right and wrong is wrong. And I just feel like it's just very simple. It's, it's I'm very just hoping to stop because it's going to get to a point. Niggas ain't slavery days. Niggas ain't going to get pushed that far. You ain't going to tell a nigga what he can and cannot do. Absolutely. Okay, so you keep pushing. Niggas going to start clapping back. Right. It's not going to be good. It's going to be martial law type shit. And we really don't necessarily need that. No. But, we don't. I mean, it's going to be what it is. And, and, and Trump is bringing that out of people. Oh, my God. Speaking of that. Have you seen that whole Kanye Trump thing going on right uh, now? I, 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 today, I don't know if Kanye really posted it, though. <laughs> you know, Kanye got up my nigga Snoop, though. You feel me? Shout out to Uncle Snoop. You feel me? What he do? You're going to hold it down for the real niggas. But Kanye, you are not that guy, though. You feel me? You are not that guy. But I'm going to pull up what he said, though. But uh, he said he going to bring He going <laughs> to... There you go. <laughs> he said, he said, Snoop, don't get mad. Donald Trump is my best friend. <laughs> he said that? <laughs> like, I don't know if it's fake, but it sounds like some shit this nigga say. You feel me? No, it definitely do. But, uh, yeah, Trump crazy, though. And I don't know what's wrong. I can't, like, I'll look. I don't know what's wrong with Kanye. I can't, I don't know <laughs> by, by nothing that boy said. I don't know what he's doing. Well, I don't know if you heard, but. Oh, what's that?
was chipping Snoop. But Kanye's fucking weird. Think about in the last what three years. Anytime he's come out and opened his mouth, it's been about some weird, fucked off shit. That was some just some stupid shit. And just for real, if you think for one second, Kanye, any crip nigga, any nigga from so anybody from Cali gonna let you run up on Snoop or come out here and do anything? You gonna get got real fast. Niggas, West Coast niggas don't play that shit. No. Like, no. That's crazy. You feel me? Yeah, don't say nothing about 40. None of the none of the gods. You feel me from out here? You feel me? <clears throat> show you. Well, and I would be embarrassed, honestly. Like, if I was his wife, Kim Kardashian, whoever. If anyone's going to speak out like that. Like, do you know what you're doing? Like, just shut up. Just stop fucking talking, dude. The whores are embarrassed. They're getting chicken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, on the, on the, I don't know. I stay out the politics, but yeah, they they get into a point where it's affecting black people now. So yeah, you have to get involved somewhere. Well, Nipsey Hussle performed at Broccoli Fest, and he performed "Fuck Donald Trump," and he had the picture of Kanye in the back with the "Make America Hat" or "Make America Great" hat on. Shout out to Nipsey. That's that's another OG. Yeah. YG, another OG out there. And them niggas are serious. Nigga, fuck Trump. Yeah. Fuck with that nigga. So now you know where we stand if you didn't know before. Anyway, okay, back to, we got real off topic a little bit. I think we were talking about your service and then just a bunch of stuff came out. So um, what is the most requested product that you get through your delivery service? Is it just flour? Is that just the most popular? No, or I would say starting out with edibles, like, because we do a lot of secret sessions, you feel me? So we got a lot of sessions and we got a little, a lot, we got a following that come around and uh, mm -hmm. the edibles, we're known for the edibles a lot, you know, ooey gooey's. Stuff like that, all mm -hmm. the Rice Krispie treats, you know, range from like 500 to uh, 850 milligrams. We introduce, uh, we got a new Milky Way cake that's coming out. What? We got the Buttables, you know, we got some new things that be coming out. So people <laughs> love our cookies. You know, we had some chocolate chip cookies dipped in chocolate that range up to like 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams. And then from there, like I said, it's a one-stop shop. So if you want flour, I got all the exotics for you. And mom's got a uh, pain, you know, I got some CBD rub for her. I got some tinctures. You know, if you want your your ninety three percent distillate cartridge, I can come out got you there. You want some tight football batteries, a little pocket rocket, come on, home. Pocket you. rocket. It's just really whatever you want. You want the juice, THC, so they can milligrams, come on, got you. You feel me? I'm just not getting into the shatter and the extracts, you know, I got something for you. Yeah. You know, so it's really once I once I reel you in with the edibles, it's over. So we can't just act like you didn't just say that you were gonna have a fucking cake. What did you just say? <laughs> so it's a Milky Way mini cake. Got some downstairs, the uh, 500 milligrams. So it's like a little piece of cake? It's a little cake. Oh mini gosh. cake. It's a bunt cake. It's a, it's a bunch cake. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. Uh, I ate like three of them before I sold them because they're so delicious. You know, edibles are really cool to fuck with. It, I feel like they get a bad stigma. Because they get a bad stigma because people don't understand what no. goes into making edibles. So some people, yeah, you can make edibles from a bunt, a bunt batch of trim. And shit like that to me you know I, I do nug runs i do shit like that so i'm really i'm making edibles with shit i smoke with you know yeah so that shit coming That's out strong power you feel me yeah and then what you gotta understand i make my boat and putter once again i make my my butter potent so once again if you eat an edible you're eating like a half ounce of weed That's what I understand. they don't but also what i always think about is how people say that edibles are so dangerous because kids are going to eat them because they look like candy in this and i'm just like okay it's like alcohol to me. Exactly. The, you can have the best edible in the world, but you're still probably going to be able to, to taste the difference between that and then like a regular brownie or a regular cookie. Like there's just a little bit of a difference in taste. Like, and it's not even that it makes it bad, but it's just something different. I feel like if I was a kid and I took some of these like Peachio ring shit that they have, I would put it in my mouth and spit it out because it would be gross. Like yeah. some of that shit's not good. Like you can definitely tell the difference. And why the fuck are you leaving that shit around your kid? I don't feel like that's a problem with the weed. It's a problem with the person who has the weed that's exactly. not handling it responsibly. So, like you said, alcohol, the way I would have said it is, like, you have alcohol, you keep it up in the cupboard away from the fucking kids' shit. Yes. So, treat your adult goodies the same way. Mm -hmm. Have them bagged up somewhere else. They have kids' safety bags, you know, bag your shit up, put it in the safe. Whatever the fuck you do it. Yes. Don't have put it with the same treats in the kitchen where you have your kids' treats. 
Right. Like I just, I don't feel like it's, it's that hard to avoid that situation from happening. Yeah. My, my, I didn't know that my dad smoked weed until I was 18. And that's when I actually started smoking weed. He had plants on the side of our house. He had 15 plants on the side of our house. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I went to the side house and I didn't know. My dad kept me so disconnected from weed that I didn't even know he smoked my entire life. And it didn't make me upset. It didn't make me feel any type of way. Once I was at the age where I knew what it was, I understood why he was using it. And I had absolutely no problem with it. But like you can definitely keep doing that for yourself and medicate yourself and keep it as far away from your children as you want to. I remember him asking me when I got to a certain age, like, what's the difference between weed and marijuana? And I think I said, like, you shoot one up and you snort the other. Like, I had no idea what weed was, what marijuana was, what the difference with crack cocaine, heroin, nothing. Like, I just didn't know about it. And and I didn't need to know about it, you know, at, at that age. And I don't know. I, I don't know how my dad did it, it you know, if it even really cross his mind like that. But I just feel like it, it wasn't that hard. We were able to do it. I'm a prime example, you know, like I got into that on my own too. I got into it. I smoked for the first time. Then I told my dad about it. And because I started smoking, I recognized what it looked like on people and the smell. And I was like, my dad's been high for 20 fucking five years now. Okay, great. Yeah. I just never knew it. And then I called him out on it and he was like, I was never trying to hide it from you. You just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I was like, you're right, sir. That is completely right. That was a cigarette. <laughs> well, he no. Did his job, though. <laughs> there was, but you know what he did sometimes, though. Like when I look back at it, um, he would blame it on my mom. Like I found like an like a quarter of of weed inside the garage one time, and it was by my mom's stuff because my mom used to smoke cigarettes, so she had her little <laughs> bench. My dad had his workbench, so he'd be over there. And I found it, and I brought, I like, I grabbed it because I thought my mom had it, and I was like, my mom doesn't need to smoke weed; she doesn't have any problems, you know. And so I went and grabbed my dad, and I was like, Dad, look what I found, and he felt horrible because it was his. And I was like, I don't care if you do it, but she doesn't have any reason to do it, you know. She's she doesn't have anything wrong with her. Like you need to smoke it for your pain. Like I understand. And he said that he was going to stop smoking once I found it because he felt really bad and you know, whatever. He didn't stop smoking. But over the years, we would find weird shit. I found a whole ass bong hidden under some boxes in the garage. I don't know how I found it, what we were looking at. And I didn't know what a bong was. I was like, dad, there's some like weird vase in there. I think mom's using it for drugs. I don't know what it is, but I think it's something for drugs or for alcohol. She's smoking alcohol, dad. There's something going on. Like something. It was just weird. I was like, what is that? And then the next time I went out there, it was gone. I was like, somebody took it, but it didn't even click in my mind that it was my dad. And it just, I did not, it did not, two and two did not equal four there. It just totally didn't. So yeah, that's that strawberry banana. This one? Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. I love sweet strains. I, you know what I realized lately? I fucking hate earthy strains. Like it just tastes like you're, like if it's not sweet or there's not a distinct taste yeah, like cheese, you know, it's just it's just gross. It really doesn't taste you great. Need some flavor. You need some cannabinoids in there. Yes. Terpenes. Is that what gives it flavor? Terps, yeah. Terps. <laughs> Pay attention, girl. Oh, that's another thing during the session. Pay attention. Love you, girl. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Bruce Leroy goes to these uh, vendor shows. Um, shout out to what is it Sacktown Super Sesh yeah what's the I other one out there in the, but, uh, Turped Out Sesh yeah I'm at the Turped Out Sesh you know, yes out you want to give some information about that or those have your cannabis card and have your script and pull up on us you feel me it's in the Bay Area it's in Hayward it's pretty much just uh best way I describe it is like a farmer's market for patients yeah oh that's perfect they love the farmer's and, market and you different patients your vendors and it's even better because you can get to talk to you know, the patients about your favorite products or what problems you have and what can help. Like, okay, I got this and what strains will help me like with you on this show. So it gives a more uh, personal reaction to the patients and the vendors and the people that's growing and making the products for you. Yes. And vendor shows are great. Even if you're someone who's been smoking for a long time, um, because there's just a lot of different, um, like services, like you'll meet different, uh, growers, you'll meet different delivery service, uh, like, I guess people, I don't know what I was going to say. Um, and then people who work at dispensaries. And and so it kind of gives you more insight as to how many you have in your general area. But you can test out their products. They're really cool about that. Uh, Bruce Leroy, when we're out there, he always has like samples of all the edibles. He has samples of the BHO serum. Um, so you can you can test all that stuff out prior to buying it. And then you already know the quality of it's going to be great. You know, 
he wouldn't, I, I feel like as a, as a vendor or whatever, you're not going to put your product out there unless you're going to stand behind a hundred percent, unless you know that the potency is great. Unless, you know, especially if you have other vendors around you, because people can actually compare it. You know, I can go look at, at one vendor's uh, cookies and then go to someone else and look at their strain of cookies. And I can tell if there's a difference, if one's going to be better than the other. So anytime you go there, you can guarantee that the products that you're looking at are going to be like a plus, like, you know, they're not going to put that shit out there, have you test it out just to have people come back and tell other people like, oh, that shit's not great. Like they don't do a good job. You I know, I stand behind all my car or my uh, products. Mm -hmm. like I said, I'm a patient myself, so I test everything. Right. And that's important. I feel like you're never going to go to somebody who doesn't know anything about their weed. And if you go to somebody and they don't know anything about what they're selling, you should not be buying it from you them. not donate to them. No, do not. I feel like you're just paying for them to support their own habit at that point. Yeah. There's a lot of morons out there. Mm -hmm. But the vendor shows are cool, too. They always have, like, raffles. They try to make it really interactive. But the one specifically in Hayward, it's every Saturday, right? Every Saturday, about 420 to 1030. Mm -hmm. And I'll put all the information in the blog in case you guys ever want to check it out. There's They sometimes hold them. Not that specific one, but they definitely have vendor shows in different areas. Do you know a way that you can, like, I mean, do they advertise it on it certain on websites? IG. So you feel me? So just follow, you know, my account and certain accounts like that, and you'll be able to see, you know, SACTOWN, SESH, Orbits, and they got all kinds of new ones going out in SAG. They got Cloud SESH in Oakland, you know, they got Lifted Villages on the way up. You know, so there's a lot of SESHs coming up, and there's a lot of OGs in the game, too. You know, Turfed out one of the ones that started. You know, we don't fuck with Stony Steve. Fuck you, Stony Steve. You feel me? I see him <laughs> slapping your face. You feel me? But, like uh, that. Yeah, you feel me? Stick to the real ones. You feel me? Turfed out. You know, we're nice, safe, well protected. It's a, it's a biker club. They loan out their club to us. So they, they mm -hmm. offer, you know, security protection and everything. So yeah, they have food, they have drinks. And then too, even if you're not a patient, if you're a vendor and that's something that, you know, to try and help your own business get out there, definitely <laughs> something to look into. Um, it's, it's a fun experience. You get to know other people, you can make connections, you know, like, like <clears throat> Bruce Leroy kind of, I know I could go to him for anything, even if it's not a product he has on him at the moment. If I tell him what I need, he already knows someone that's going to be able to supply that. Yes. He can get it for me specifically, or if it's something that he sees a majority of people are looking for, like how he was saying the, the shatter and more of the oils and, and things that some of the quote unquote kids are into these days with all that dab and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, like he can, he can get that. So it's great to find somebody like that because like I said, even if they don't have it on them at the moment, they can get it for you. One stop shop. Right. And you don't always have those, you know, and that's not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but there's advantages to this type of Well, yeah, when people just like service. to, you know, <laughs> specify one certain type of, you know, field, you know, like people just do flour, some people do extracts, or some people do body rubs. And people ask me that, like, why are you a vendor, but you carry other vendors? I'm like, if you're down with the movement, you know, I'm rocking with you, you feel me? I don't hate, I'm not greedy, you feel me? I want all my family to eat, you feel me? So that's what I'm about. Right. It's supposed to be a cannabis community. You know, it's, it's a, and if you go to like vendor shows or like even like, like cannabis cups, any type of festival and festival that involves weed, like you'll see that everyone is, uh, they're high. They're really nice. It's the same way that you'd probably be if you were stoned. You just, you're not there to, I don't know. Yeah, there's competition out there, but you right. gotta find your niche. And that's why I found the one stop shop because I'm gonna get you everything. You feel me? I'm not just gonna get you one thing. And if I don't have it, I'm gonna make it happen. Right. So we'll, I'm going to put all of his information as well um, in the blog. He has a website where you can go and you can see all the products that he has on him. Um, if there is anything ever that you need and you're in the like Sacramento kind of Bay Area, um, you know, hit him up. It's something that he can definitely help you out with. Uh, we we really stand in support of his delivery service. Um, just like I know he stands in support of this podcast. Uh, you know. It's great to have people like that in the community that you know that you can count on for support. Yeah, you know, support each other, man. absolutely. Great. Well, was there anything else you wanted to add on to to this episode? Yeah, smoke big, man. Don't be putting them little as point fours in your butt. You feel me? This ain't two thousand, but you put them in the butt. Rest in peace, Drake, man. Shout out to all the people, all the vendors that helped you for me. Wood Gang, Roof One Hundred One, and Backwoods, man. Lower the motherfucking prices, man. Go back to all natural leaves, you feel me? Niggas are smoking that real shit. You know, thanks to all my supporters. Or just sponsor us. Or sponsor us, you feel me? Because <laughs> it's good. Right. You feel me? And uh, yeah, smoke big. Right. And and always, like we always say, Sonar, stay fucking lit.
Green light blue reset seven oh seven. Say it backwards. Say it backwards. Bye, stoners. See ya. Thanks for listening to Loaded. Our cover art is by DJ Harmony. Music by MCF Beats. Check out Loaded's website and blog at www.weareloaded.online. You can also follow us on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash wearloadedpod. If you have any product recommendations or have products that you would like featured on the show, please email us at wearloadedpodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on pretty much all major podcasting platforms, but please let us know if there are any other sites or apps that we can share our episodes on as well. If you are a fan of the show, please subscribe, rate, and spread the word on our podcast. This helps us out tremendously and will allow us to create more awesome content for you. To cover our blunts as well as yours, Loaded Podcast does not encourage or recommend the use of marijuana prior to using any heavy machinery. Even though we know podcasts are primarily listened to in the car or at work, Loaded Podcast does not support the use of marijuana prior to driving a vehicle or entering a drug-free workplace. Whether using marijuana for medicinal or recreational purposes, please always remember to smoke responsibly. Thanks for listening in, stoners.